Welcome to the Design Build Institute of America's Design Build Delivers podcast. I'm Kim Wright at DBIA's National Headquarters. As the use of Design Build continues to grow to nearly half of all projects delivered, so has the need for legislation that ensures communities have the ability to tap into Design Build's full potential. Design Build delivered incredible projects during the COVID era and will play a large role in delivering Infrastructure Investment Act projects nationwide and legislative authority is vital. Today, we talk to DBIA's Vice President of Advocacy and Industry Engagement, Louis Jenny, and Richard Thomas, DBIA's Director of State and Local Legislative Affairs, about why 2022 was such an historic year legislatively for design build, and also what lies ahead. But before we get started, DBIA offers our special thanks to USCAD for partnering with us to bring you this year's episodes of Design Build Delivers. Thanks to Richard and Lewis for joining us for this um, recap of, of all of the legislative and advocacy work we've got going on at DBIA. This was an incredibly busy year on both fronts, both in the state forum and in the federal as well. But advocacy has always been a huge part of DBIA's mission going way back to, to day one. Um, let's talk about a little bit about the need for public authority, why that's important, and why that has fueled so much of what we've done in the states. And then we also want to talk about FAR on the federal side. But let, let's start with state authority, Richard. That's where you that's where you live and breathe. Well, I, I guess I would start with, you know, without design-build authority, there's no design-build projects. It's really as simple as that. And, you know, our job is just just to make sure that that public and private owners have that opportunity to use whichever delivery method they see fit. And we've really seen a lot of growth. I mean, in 1993, when DBIE started, there were only two states that had design-build authority. And when I started 14 years ago, it was about half the states. And now we're, you know, now we're up to 48 states with uh, design-build authority. So, you know, we keep plugging away. We keep making progress. Yeah, I mean, on the federal side, you know, there's been broad authority uh, for 25 years, um, and that's a good thing. Um, so we're mostly making sure that we maintain that authority, and it's really more the advocacy comes in uh, in encouraging uh, the federal agencies to use design build, to use it better, to adopt best practices, uh, the whole the whole litany, and and to sort of educate them that there's a lot more leeway in the FAR than most of them think. I mean, um, most of them think they're, you know, that they're very limited in what they can do and this whole agencies that are just afraid of change and, and really the FAR basically says, unless it's illegal, you can, you can do it. Um, and so it's really just kind of the advocacy is a little bit more on that side than, than necessarily with Congress on big things. Con- congressional things tend to be a little bit more, um, at least design bill specific tend to be a little bit more focused. A little few things here and there, a couple pieces of legislation, things like that. So we always say change is hard, and getting folks out of that traditional design bid build mentality seems to have been challenging, particularly on the federal side. And even if you get them out of, even if you get them saying we're going to do design build, getting them out of that mentality is still, <laughs> it's still in there and uh, deep down in their in their soul. So. 
<laughs> doing design, doing design build, but it's running exactly like it always right. has running, not doing design hey, build. That sounds we're really bad right. projects out of it. What a surprise. <laughs> That's design build done wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. we'll talk about that too. Right. So give us a little bit an idea about, about what, what it looks like to be on our on DBI's advocacy team, a little kind of a day in the life. I mean, there, it, it varies depending on what's going on. We had some really slow stretches there with COVID, which we'll talk about, but things have really been picking up again now. So what, what is it like for, for you guys and your team um, Louis, let's start with you. I mean, you know, obviously with infrastructure investment, it's been a very busy stretch. You know, it, 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 day in the life. Is Congress in session? Uh, that's a different day than, a, than the other kind of days. Um, a big part of what I do is keeping track of what Congress is going, is doing. They're sort of on an annual cycle with the defense appropriation, excuse me, the defense authorization bill. Defense authorization, authorization bill. It's just a huge must-pass bill that a lot of stuff gets stuck in there, so we're always keeping an eye on that. We work with uh, a lot of our coalition partners, general contractors, architects, engineer folks, and there's usually a couple of little things that get snuck in there, and there are this time around. I shouldn't say snuck in there. It makes it sound... No, no, no. You know exactly <laughs> what it is. You can, you can be honest. We it know. It makes it sound so devious. <laughs> you have to sneak it in. <laughs> we snuck that in a few sentences. Nobody knows. Um, but there's, a, there's usually one or two things in there that we are advocating for and sometimes trying to get away from. So you're always keeping an eye on that. Um, Appropriations, the same thing. That's a, 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 It's just sort of an annual cycle. Never-ending battle. Right, yeah. And it's just always happening... And, uh, you know, more and more of this stuff, because politics is what politics is, happens right at the end of the year, like it all used to happen before, and then they'd all, like in a year like this, it's an election year, they'd all leave town and we'd be done, but now everything gets pushed off until after the election, and it happens real fast. Um, so just keeping an eye on that. Um, a lot of what we do, too, a lot of what I do is working along, as I, I, I mentioned a minute ago, is, is, is with coalitions. We're working along with folks that's brought on broader construction things, on broader broader regulatory things. So we're always trying to keep in touch with them, what's going on with them. I'm always trying to keep in touch with key staff people, just so there's no surprises on this defense stuff, appropriation stuff, things like that. You know, the I the infra uh, the infrastructure bill was such a huge lift last year that everyone's kind of shifted over to implementing that, which is a good thing, and that's going to be coming. And we're keeping an eye on the uh, appropriations for that, even though it's mostly appropriated, but not completely appropriated. So. Well, and it's important, too, I think, for people to realize that just, just as design-build teams have to collaborate, inter, you know, c contractors and engineers, and you, we do that here, you do that at DBIA in collaborating with all of the various other organizations of which their members are also DBIA yeah. members. And it's important that we have a constant relationship with yeah, AGC all, and AIA right, and right. and all of those organizations that we all are all in the same boat, hopefully the same yeah, boat together. We, yeah, and, it, and it's nice now that we're sort of coming out of, you know, COVID world that we're uh, back being able to get together and 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 see each other face to face and like have lunch with people and do all those things that that just makes all that coordinating so much just more effective, just easier. So. Speaking of uh, kind of uh, getting back together, Richard ended up in COVID because, of course, he travels all over all 50 states grounded for a good good stretch. Um, and then all of a sudden it seemed to immediately go away. You were back in the air and back hitting the states again in person. Is that good or bad? I guess that's no, better, it's good. Right? And, and, you know, it, it's funny because while the the whole pandemic time was, was a challenge, it also created opportunities for us. 
In fact, the last three years have been the most successful years we've had from a legislative perspective because I think with everyone grounded, it kind of leveled the playing field. And and I think it made legislators a little wonkier. They had more time to go through bills and digest things. And, you know, every day we're, you know, I'm either on the phone or, or, or getting on a plane to, to meet with uh, local officials and, and legislators that are either trying to expand design build authority uh, or they're trying to codify best practices because every state, you know, is at a different uh, different stage of design build. But we really, I, I think the thing that was really cool is as bad as the pandemic was, a lot of folks saw design build as part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And in fact, a lot of design build projects were accelerated during the pandemic rather than than being on hold. And I think it's the uh, that kind of flexibility with design build that really, well, that's that's why we were the only uh, delivery method that didn't have a shrinkage in their market share. Yeah, I mean, they literally saw the value of, of speed to market and, and all of the things that, that we have said all along design build can deliver. Are you interested in sustainable design and construction practices but concerned about profitability? U.S. CAD, a Zero company, helps forward-thinking ENR top-ranked AEC firms mitigate risk and drive profit through digitalization using Autodesk AEC technology. To learn more, contact uscad.com slash DBIA for a free 30-minute consultation. That's uscad.com slash DBIA. Tell me a little bit. I mean, you mentioned it briefly. 2022 particularly was an incredible year for us um, legislatively. Um, to give, give us just the, the the rough strokes. I mean, there there was a lot of legislation in 2022. Well, we had over 100 bills uh, passed, and this was – we had the highest success rate we've ever had, 83%. And uh, we had a, a record number of bills passed in California and in Illinois. We had a record number of uh, progressive design build uh, bills passed, and I think the exciting thing about that is we've seen over the last uh, over the last two years we've seen um, uh, seven different states that have you know passed uh, either passed design build uh, legislation or or progressive design build legislation or uh, or they're working that through through the rulemaking process. So. You know that that's really exciting to see, and I and I think that particularly with uh, as projects get bigger and riskier, you know, more and more owners and practitioners alike are seeing that progressive gives them a a safer alternative. Yeah, I mean, and and like we look at back on, on the federal side in the last two years, it feels like a lot of big important pieces of legislation passed, and they did, um, including the infrastructure bill, but. Yeah, the the rescue plan and uh, the inflation reduction plan that had a lot of that had some federal money in it too, but it was it was a it was a pretty limited amount of time where the stars aligned and there was a need and things happened. I, I say that as a long way. I say I, I'm always envious of Richard because uh, things actually happened on the state level. <laughs> Be careful the, what you ask for. And on the federal level, you're like, all right, you know, we're not. We've been like, talking we'll, about it. We'll for be a while. lucky if we get you know, like a defense bill this year. We'll be lucky if we get the, like I was talking about, the approach done. And unfortunately, I think we're heading into another phase like that where there's going to be a whole lot of not much happening 
in Congress for a while, an which is unfortunate. Year, like you said. Pardon? It's an election year. Yeah, like exactly. You said. And I think the stars are going to go. Well, yeah, it only seems like things get done when uh, these days when all, all of Congress is in one party. You know, it's funny we were talking about the uh, the uh, authorized, authorized, authorizing design build on the federal level that was in 1996, and it was at a time when the president was one party, Congress was another party, and I was doing a different job in a different place. And it was an incredibly productive time. It was right before the election, and it was just because they saw it in their advantage to get stuff done, and it just. It's just not you that haven't we that haven't yet. really seen it since no, and yet and it's it's disappointing, but it's um like I said, you know the the stars did align in the last eighteen months, and a lot of big things got done, and now it's start it's time for us to start preparing for the next time those stars align so and implementation is a big deal um I mean that money has started to already flow. Oh, yeah. And, you know, then it then it comes up to us to try to, you know, keep up on reporting on what's happening now out in the states and communities with that money, you know. Correct. And we'll try to do that. And well, yes, and we will do that. <laughs> we'll try to do that, too. I mean, it's I think it's important for people to realize that as much as um, the feds have been doing, like you mentioned, the feds have been doing design build, it is a matter of, of, of elevating that discussion. I mean, there was new State Department legislation yeah. this year. Um, we, we're seeing agencies come to us in, in growing numbers for custom training, which shows that they're truly embracing. Yeah, we, we had a symposium this summer, our federal symposium. We had a lot of the big agencies there and talking about how important design build is, about how you know, with all these federal dollars coming down in the next several years, how they're going to use that and they were, and how design bill is going to be an important part of that um, and wanting to get educated about it and doing it properly. And a lot of them, I mean, it, it was all the, you know, it was all the big, it was the core of the GSA, you know, NAFAC, it was all the big organizations that, uh, the big agencies that do it. So it's going to be a challenging time. And I think it, their, their challenge is going to be much just, you know, is staffing and, and, and getting it all into control and, and just, but I, you know, there were at least a few of the folks who were sort of saying, I couldn't imagine trying to do all these projects that are coming down, um, that we're having the authority for under the old way of doing things. Like there's just no way it could, you could do it. And so that was very encouraging, uh, a little scary too, because it, it does, it does just mean that there's just a lot there's going to be a lot happening in the next couple of years, um, but not not congressionally so much, I don't think. But maybe you never know. <laughs> One of our board members, Laura Stagner, I think she she said this to all of us. You know, she was at GSA during the Obama um, reinvestment plan, and she said she felt like this investment plan could truly jumps take take design build to a place that there's really no way we could have imagined both in the states and at the federal level for just that reason what you just described it's what has to be done in order to make the most of this money that's flowing out there in yeah. huge amounts absolutely i mean we I, I we're really i think going to be behind the eight ball just to get all these projects delivered uh, they're getting bigger and bigger uh even even local projects are getting bigger and bigger and more complicated so I, I think as both owners and practitioners are trying to um, balance that risk, you know, I think design build is 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 and, and get these projects out on time. I you know, there's no other way to go. Yeah, that's definitely what was being taught. I'm, I'm repeating myself now, but that's definitely what I sort of took away from the symposium. What was being talked about at the federal symposium was just like, 
you know, if you're not doing, you little federal agency aren't looking at design build pretty carefully. In three years, we have to deliver X, Y, and Z. Uh, you're going to have a challenge. Mm-hmm. So, you mentioned Richard briefly the progressive and, and the rapid growth that we're seeing. Um, there was also extended authority in New York and Illinois, not progressive, but you know New York we've been watching closely for years and years and years because they were they were kind of an outlier for a long time, and now they've gone gangbusters. Well, and it, it's funny you mentioned that because right now there is a pending QBS bill in New York uh, for New York City, which you know would would if if passed, I think this is a bill we're likely to see carried over next year. Um, this would allow them to to move forward with progressive. Uh, Illinois was one of those states. They went from their DOT having no design build authority to having authority and progressive. Uh, you know, we've had seven states over the last uh, two years that have that have moved forward on progressive and. The thing that's interesting is where we're seeing the most movement is on the transportation and water side. The water side is no surprise. That's they've kind of led the pack in progressive design build over the last decade. But the the DOTs is, has been a you know they were the most resistant. It was always a best value world, but now as projects are getting bigger and riskier, that uh, owners are recognizing we have to we have to bring these contractors in at the very beginning of the process and have them work inside by side with the designers. And we've talked about the mental shift that you have to do to do best value design build. Um, progressive design build is that on steroids. So there's there's been a big learning curve, both for you guys advocating and then for us as DBIA trying to educate owners that they know how to do it, right? Yeah, and, and I think, you know, I think uh, one thing that will help in that regard, though, is the DOTs have been doing a lot of CMAR projects over the last 10 years. There's been a lot of growth there, and that has helped. In fact, that's actually helped some of those owners feel more comfortable making that switch. And, um, you know, they see that as a uh, progressive, as a better alternative to CMAR. Do we have any surprises coming down the pike? Next year, do you think? What or what does next year look like? Let's say. Well, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna see some of the trends continue. Uh, what you know, I think we're gonna continue to see uh, more expansion um, at the municipal level. That has been one of the sectors that each year, as as the states have gotten authority, that that is trickling down. I think we're gonna continue to see uh, more states. Um, bringing forward progressive design build, uh, I think particularly in the transportation sector. And uh, I think you're going to see more uh, refinement of design build laws where we're codifying design build practices. And the other thing I think you're going to start to see more, and we've really seen this a lot in California, is where owners are starting to earmark monies specifically for design build projects in California over the last two years they've earmarked over a billion dollars worth of funds specifically for design build projects I mean there's still going to be those projects that come through the regular formulas but to me that says a lot we're not seeing you know billion dollars of earmarks for you know where we're seeing design bid build projects right, or CMAR right. project the fact that they're putting that in I think really says a lot and, and and I would say the other sectors. I think we're gonna we're seeing a lot more movement um, at the, the the local schools. 
that has always been kind of a, I would say, kind of a, a cutout for uh, a certain segment of the industry that's been very, very resistant to uh, design build. And and uh, I think we're going to see more and more and more of those bills continue to come down the pike. In addition to all the, um, you know, aggressive advocacy for design build, I know that you've both at various times had to um, fight back against efforts to tweak, change, limit, you know, what a edit that, that it puts puts us on the defense in, in various places. Um, we went through a, a big one of those in, in Iowa, which is one of our two states without. But generally, that's not happening as much now as, as it used to, right? Well, the one thing I would say is it's getting easier and easier to knock these bad bills down. You know, certainly I think Iowa and North Dakota are, are outliers. I mean, in fact, in North Dakota, I think one of the biggest federal design build projects is underway now. Uh, so those same firms that can't do uh, design build at the state level, they're, they're participating on those federal, federal projects. But I think the other thing is uh, we've had several uh, several bills that have tried to put, you know, raise thresholds and put other minor restrictions. And we, um, we were able to knock all of those down this year. You know, we've uh, – it's really been as, – as you know, Kim, we've seen uh, – one of the trends we've seen is design build projects are getting smaller. And we – you know, every year we have different stakeholders that try to raise those th thresholds to cut out a, uh, you know, a, a niche for them. And But we've been very successful at educating owners that that's not, that's not a good idea. That should be your choice. Uh, it shouldn't be – the industry telling you uh, what size projects you should you should use, and and we're also starting to see some of those sunsets go away. Uh, you know, we we were successful in in knocking two of them down this year, and you know that's something that uh, I think is important. You know, it's it's the only purpose it serves is a lobbyist retention. <laughs> uh, well, money for somebody. Yes. <laughs> Lewis, what do you think? Oh, go ahead. No, no I, I haven't really seen in recent years, um, you know, things coming up that we've had to swap down quite so much. Uh, and part of that is, I hope, it's just that we're out there because we're out there talking to folks as much as we can. Um, it's and and you know, keeping in front of the the right people who are making the decision, the right staff people, people like that. So uh, things, I'm not aware of any efforts out there to undo the, what we have on the federal level. Usually what happens is things come up sort of unintended consequence. Something mm -hmm. somebody's trying to do something and they're like and they just haven't trying to help. They're trying yeah, they're trying to help me. And the language me. actually does right. work. They're trying to help me and they're not. Um but even that I you haven't seen as much of which I think is a good thing and also just testament to the work that we do, you know, and and, and getting the word out there and promoting things. Um so yeah, so as far as like looking forward yeah, I, I do think that we are looking at a time um, where at least Congress isn't going to be getting as much done. It's going to be a little bit more of a rebuilding time. There were some pieces of legislation that were bouncing around this year um, that we liked that were um, – they were – different people were trying to get organized in, and in line to get be, – to be made part of these larger – infrastructure bills that did pass and that that didn't happen but that, that's fine it's it's sort of a process you have to go through and sometimes just the process itself 
um, helps. Just the fact that those conversations are happening benefits the I think so, overall yeah. Yeah. conversation. It definitely feels like we're, we are, our tide is rising and, and teams are going to be busier than maybe they, they can even handle as long as the, you guys continue to be so effective on the advocacy side, right? I don't, I don't, not sure, I don't want to say the sky's the limit, but it just seems like we are definitely at a place in our history where things are going to be continuing to grow, grow, grow. Yeah, well, for some reason, just before I came in here, I was looking at some of the research again about, I guess it popped up in an article I was reading, some of the research that we did. And it really, I mean, the numbers are just, they speak for themselves, how it's growing and uh, the, the, the path that, that we're on. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it, it's, it's an exciting time to be part of it. And uh, there'll be interesting things going on going forward, no doubt. Agreed, and I, you know I'm really looking forward to this year. I'm I'll make three bold predictions. I think oh, there you go. We, we are hold you accountable. We are going to um, within the next two years. We are going to pass progressive design build legislation in New York and Florida, and I think we're gonna I think we're gonna make some cracks in in Texas. You know, uh, while Texas has been doing design build, they have a lot of severe limitations, and I think that. I think we're making some headway, and I think that next year could be could be the year That's that we awesome. break things open. That'd be very exciting. Yeah, that'd be very cool. We're gonna mess with Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> the, I think that's a perfect segue to. Um, we hope everybody will come to our um, conference and expo in Vegas in November. Um, we will be talking. Um, legislative authority and, and all things uh, advocacy on Friday the 4th at 9.15. So um, it's a wonderful way to begin that last day of the conference. So we hope everybody will just, uh, if you haven't registered, do, because it's time. It's going to be a great, I mean, literally the timing couldn't be better. It's going to be a party. <laughs> a record number. <laughs> it always is. All right. Well, thanks to, to Richard and Lewis for this. And we are looking forward to next year for sure. Thanks Thank for you. having us. DBIA's advocacy team is already gearing up for legislative sessions next year, and we urge you to reach out to your local region about getting involved. You can find region contact information at dbia.org regions. And don't forget, it's not too late to register for the 2022 Design Build Conference and Expo in Las Vegas. Go to our website at dbia.org conferences. And again, thank you to USCAD for their support of Design Build Delivers, Find out more at uscad.com slash DBIA.